You told me not to. No, no this table. I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm, I'm live now, so I'll just go here. Where I can move to. What's up, YouTube? I wanted to do that. My wife and I are debating where I should do this, whether I should do it here or in there, but I, I th I'm already live here. I'll just do it. She gave me the stink eye. What's going on everybody? What is going on? It is September 17th. We are halfway through September and we are officially in the lawn care world. Opinion about the fight. In the lawn care world, we are either at the beginning of the season or the end of the season. Michael, I meant to call you this last week. Uh, however, with the, with the hurricane stuff that was coming through, I got a little bit behind, and um, with the rain, I didn't know how it was all going to work out, so I tried to cram as much work in as possible. So, not Monday, but probably Tuesday, I'm going to uh, give you a call and, and see about swinging by there. And in fact, Michael, what I would be willing to do is do a YouTube Live at your house, and uh, we, can do a, we can do a lawn and garden show together. Uh, doesn't require a whole lot, so there we go. There we go. Uh, Caesar, I have no opinion about the fight. Joaquin, my man. I just actually got home from the, uh, it's the Ola Festival here in Knoxville. So a big Latino festival and it was a ton of fun. Ate a lot of good food and uh, had a good time. Already, look here, Breeze Long wants to know, have you ever used Hydrotane? Uh, actually, I have used Hydrotane and it's good stuff. Um... It's not a complete and total game changer, but if you've got a non-irrigated yard and you're trying to get seed established, I think Hydrotain is a good product to use. Um, one second, I gotta grab my sweet tea. It's hot outside today. We're at uh, 84, something like that. So, you know, it's, it's up there. Rob, um, my birthday was good. You know, I turned 31, so, you know, not as exciting as previous birthdays. And, and my wife cooked me a tremendous dinner, and, uh, you know, it was, it was good. I'm 31 years old, though, so I'm kind of having this weird bout with reality, accepting the fact that I'm 31 years old. I'm, I'm half your age. Well, I may be 31 years old, but I feel like I'm 62, so... I know, Michael, I was just looking, well, I just pulled into the house and I noticed how much my yard had greened up. It's, uh, it's, it's wild. Thank you, tea guy. Um, yeah, it's, it's bananas how much my yard has greened up. I got a little, got a little broadleaf, uh, weed activity going on, on with it, but, um, you know, I, I aerated it and I put down, oh, I don't know, two pounds of in, um, a while back so I guess it's been a couple weeks or so and it, it just now is looking like it's it's really starting to kick in cat bird feeder what's going on how are you how are you how is everyone well sweet tea for the take away some of that thirst experience from the the heat of the day so anyway September 17th uh, what's up Skipper! 
solid ground landscape is my friend Russell Skipper down in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, so you know, here we're we're at that at that time where it is time to act. Uh, this is the beginning of the year for cool season lawns. This is the end of the year for warm season lawns. If you have a warm season lawn, what needs to be happening is pre-emergent. Uh, when it comes to picking a pre-emergent for your warm season lawn, um, the main weed you're going to look at trying to prevent will be uh, Poa annua. That'll be your annual bluegrass. That is the weed that plagues everyone. What's up, Perry? That's the weed that uh, plagues everyone over wintertime, again, in a warm season uh, turf environment. So... Uh, in terms of pre-emergence, what you're looking for is going to be, you know, things like dithiapyr, uh, prodiamine, uh, pendimethylin. Those are probably going to be your three best choices to go with. Uh, if you're a residential person, um, if you're a homeowner and you're looking for something to use on your own home lawn, um, kind of opens you up a little more. Uh, you may want to consider using uh, Ronstar. Ronstar is not labeled for residential turf, but if you're a homeowner, you kind of skirt the law on that one. Uh, but for pros like me, we got to stick to the main ones. However, with the introduction of the product Spectacle, we now have another tool in our arsenal. Um, the only thing to keep in mind is that Spectacle is a root pruner. So if, uh, if you're worried about uh, new um, new grass, uh, say for instance, it's been sodded for a month or it's established from seed this year, uh, Bermuda grass, I would probably stay, stay away from Spectacle Flow. Um, just not a good product to be going out with when you're still in that establishment period. Uh, Eli says, when can I put down pre-emergent after germination? Label says 60 days. I think 60 days is a, is a fair number. Um, uh, if if it's if it's Bermuda grass and um, you know you want to put a pre-emergent down and you know your your Bermuda grass germinated 60 days ago, I would just skip it this year. Um, yeah, like Russell said, uh, a minimum of a year before putting spectacle on new turf. Um, so. Keep that in mind, Spectacle is gonna be the harshest of the pre-emergence, but it's also going to be the best at weed prevention. So, um, you know, you're, you're kind of limited there. Also, if, you know, I know that it's gonna tell you that 60 days is what's recommended for, um, uh, at, you know, uh, post-germination, but expect, you know, potentially there be two some, it, expect there to be some injury as a result or a lack of performance, especially as it starts to come out of dormancy. It may not just take off. Um, John B. wants to know if pendimethylin okay to prevent POA annual. Yeah, John B., uh, pendimethylin will work. Uh, it doesn't have the longest residual though, so uh, you'll probably want to do that in split apps or combine it with another product like Simazine or Atrazine uh, for warm season turf. Um, Will Kentucky bluegrass germinate in a seed mixture such as Scott's Sun and Shade if it hasn't yet and you're starting to mow post seeding? Uh, yeah, Matt H., yeah, there, there's always a chance. So, for instance, this last year, um, you know, we were doing all our seedings now and we were in 
we didn't get rain until Thanksgiving, and that's from August all the way to Thanksgiving. No rain. Worst drought in East Tennessee. One of the worst droughts in East Tennessee history. Um, the odd thing is, is we started getting rain in December. Right? Well, at from you know Thanksgiving on, and then all of a sudden in January, these yards, boom, the grass seed had germinated, and so. Some of them had, you know, seed was put down in September and here they are in January starting to fill, uh, come up and fill in. So it was kind of odd how that works. So yes, if it hasn't come up yet and you've started to mow, yes, there is potential for it to come up still. The turf nerd, the turf nerd. Hey, I appreciate you being here, David. Um, so uh, turf nerd, lawn care, that's David Watkins. He's in Ohio, uh, Dayton, Ohio, I think. Um, he's, he's so far north that I'm not even sure that he's part of the United States. It's just, it's bizarre to me how far north he is. He's up there near Canadaville or something like that. Dayton, Ohio, that's what it is. It doesn't even sound like a real city. I'm just kidding. I'm just giving David a hard time. I'm trying, I actually, coming up in the future, I'm going to have Russell Skipper live with me on doing a YouTube live. And I would like to have David Watkins, turf nerd also do one uh, with me because they're both very, very knowledgeable people. Does Bermuda and Zoysia seed bad if it doesn't germinate at time of application or will they germinate next spring? Uh, John B, if you're putting down Bermuda and Zoysia seed now, um, yes, it will go bad before it has a chance to germinate next spring. You may get some come up, but you're talking about like 10% maybe. Um, the problem is, is that, um, it actually may emerge in some warm days, but it'll be too cold for that plant to actually live. And, uh, and, and so ultimately, you know, you, you might get slight emergence, then cold weather uh, or colder weather for it to uh, do anything. And then so the plant actually fails. So it's not that the seed will go bad. It's just the plant will actually do something and then fail. So, um, I would not recommend putting down Bermuda Zoysia seed now, expecting it to do anything next spring. And in fact, it won't. You can seed it next spring, but I would wait until your soil temperatures are way up there. So maybe like the first of June, go out and try it and uh, seed it. Um, here we go. I shoveled a small sloping ditch in my front lawn, about 50 feet long, where the water stands during heavy rains. Grubs. Lesson learned. Should I use an insecticide on them? Overseeding this Wednesday. Uh, yeah, Rob, I would. Grubs are really, really, really bad right now. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen them everywhere in, in all kinds of properties. Kind of the interesting thing is with grubs this year is that uh, even properties that I have that have a history of grubs, um, I did uh, applications of imidacloprid on and still had some grub population. So what that tells me is grubs are becoming resistant to imidacloprid. I've heard about it, I've read about it, but that's actually my first real world experience where uh, going after them preventatively um, and not having any success. Uh, yeah, John B, that's where I'll be going in the future will be a celeprin. Um, I have so much imidacloprid I need to get rid of though, so that's why I um, Definitely want to uh, get all of it used up so that way, you know, next year I can I can use a celebrum because of, of resistance and the fact that I don't want to have to use a neonicotinoid if I don't have to. 
Uh, T guy's gonna try and seed some fescue down in northeast Georgia. Good luck, sir. Uh, let me ask, where are you in northeast Georgia? I uh, I got some family down there. I'm curious where you are. Grub X at the big box stores. Uh, okay, it's got a seller per minute. That's great stuff. So there you go, Rob Hawkins. You can go get some Grub X at your Home Depot and whatnot, and check the active ingredient in it if it's got. Um, if it's got a celeprin in it, you know that's a fantastic product that you can uh, you can put down. I, b I believe a celeprin does have knockdown power. So if you actually have, um, if you do have a grub issue currently, uh, you can put down a celeprin and it will take them out. Um, I don't know 100% if that's the case. If anybody knows, let me know. Um, Okay, a celebrant as a as a curative worked. Okay, okay, that's that's what I was wondering. Um, uh, one of my local dealers is carrying a granular permethrin. Um, I love permethrin, uh, so you know if you can find that, that I'm sure that'll work really well too. Look at this, look at this. How do you say that, John B? Chlorantranilaprone. Uh, Chlorantranilaprone, prol. Chlorantranilaprole. How about that? Mike Douth, I just saw your email. Have you heard anything good about the Scott Starter Fertilizer with Tenacity? I want to use it in New Lawn, but I keep hearing others say not to use it. Um, yeah, yeah, you can you can use it. Um, let me ask, what what turf type and um, how how new is the lawn? My man, Pete Denny, GCI Turf. Word up, dude. Word up. Word up. Yeah, Mike, what, uh, what, what turf type are you dealing with there? And to my man up in Athens, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're pretty much in uh, Atlanta in Athens. No, I'm just kidding. But speaking of Athens, I believe y'all are coming up here to Knoxville, and uh, we're going to be playing. Huh. We're gonna be playing. So yeah, if you're putting down Kentucky bluegrass, yeah, you can you can do that. Um, Mike, I believe Grass Daddy did his lawn establishment while using the Scott Starter with Tenacity. So um, yeah, yeah, it shouldn't be an issue. And in fact, one of one of Pete's Pete's buddies there, Chris Elm, uh, he's a big believer in Tenacity, and uh, he does it all. Um, well, he does a lot of his seedings with tenacity. In fact, Pete himself, he uses tenacity as a pre-emergent at the time of, of seeding. Uh, I, I usually don't, but um, but that's just me. Um, yeah, yeah, T-Guy, I'm sorry about the Florida game, too. That was painful, painful, painful. It hurt. I'm still hurting. I don't want to think about it too much. Um, so yeah, for the warm season guys, get your pre-emergence down now. Get it down now. I've already seen poet germinating out on property, so uh, it's the it's time to act. Now our cool season guys, if you haven't started seeding, I recommend going ahead and starting to seed. Um, there is a neat tool I found that is a soil uh, moisture map, and that is from GreencastOnline.com. And that'll kind of give you an idea as to um, you know what your what your moisture levels look like, and that should help you determine your irrigation schedule for when you do uh, do your seeding. 
Past few days, I've found lots of one to two inch diameter, two to four inch deep holes in my lawn. They happened overnight, I believe, uh, from an armadillo. Any tips on combating this? It's destroying my lawn. Uh, Bradley, dude, when it comes to having mammals come in and, and do damage in the lawn, there is no easy solution to this. They're obviously going after something in the yard to eat. Here's the issue. You can eliminate that food source in the yard. So you can use a product like Dilox, take out all the, basically all your subsurface insects. That's gonna include the beneficials like earthworms. So you can use Dilox at a, at a you know, risk to return ratio. There's not, you know, you're not gonna get a very big return for the amount of risk you're doing. Uh, and, you know, you're, you're actually doing damage to the soil by doing that, by getting rid of your, your beneficial insects. That being said, by eliminating all the soil subsurface life, will the mammals go away? Maybe. Uh, it's, it's hard to say. It is really, really hard to say. Um, I know, you know, back in my commercial, you know, lawn care days that, you know, that was, well, if they're digging in the yard, you know, you got to um, put down a grub control. How many times did I see that work? Maybe one out of a thousand. So... Yeah, your, your best chance, uh, I think Cat Bird Feeder nailed it on the head here. A 38 Smith & Wesson is probably a wise choice. Um, something along the lines of that to uh, make sure you get a, a good, good effective one shot, one kill with the uh, with armadillos. Uh, let's see what else we got going on here. Fescue needs to be in the ground by the end of September here in Dayton, Ohio. It should have started in August. Can go to mid-October with KBG. Um, yeah, you know, here in Knoxville, you know, your fescue needs to be down by Halloween is kind of my, my rule of thumb. So, um, if you haven't done it yet, you need to get ready to do it. Is early November too late to apply prodiamine and tall fescue or uh, that will put me in the 60 days after germination? Uh, Eli, why are you worried about putting down prodiamine on tall fescue? Um, uh, if you want to put down a pre-emergent on tall fescue, um, you know, why, why not use tenacity in the fall? I don't, I don't, I don't know your, why you, you want to use um, prodiamine in the fall. Yeah, you could, um, but prodiamine doesn't work very well on broadleaf weed prevention. Um, so you'd be better off just not putting a pre-emergent down and then you know, the first of the year, January, February timeframe, come in with an ester-based herbicide and spray it out. Um, unless you have a bad history of POA, but it, by the time you're in early November and you're putting down prodiamine to try and prevent POA, it's probably not gonna work. You're too late there. Can I establish a Bermuda lawn after seeding perennial ryegrass in the fall? Um, AJ, when do you want to establish a Bermuda lawn? So if you put down perennial rye right now and you want to establish, uh, okay, so next year you want to establish Bermuda grass you're gonna have to spray out that perennial rye. Just don't don't leave it there. Um, I would, uh, in May, you know, a week before you wanna establish your Bermuda grass, you know, spray it out, um, probably with just Roundup. Um, don't try and leave that 
ryegrass in there and then seed your Bermuda into it. That will not work at all. Um, even annual ryegrass, you got to spray it out. Got to spray it out. Because it, even though it's annual ryegrass and it's getting too hot to keep it alive, that root system is still going to interfere with so much. You got to kill it. You got to kill it. Uh, let's see, crabgrass next spring. Eli, uh, if you're worried about crabgrass next spring, um, put down prodiamine next spring. So maybe in like February timeframe. Um, there, you can do a fall application of prodiamine and, and, and brew on it at a high enough rate to carry over into the next year, but um, it's a waste of, of money really because you could run about half the rate and put it down in February um, then you would have to, to apply it in the fall to get crabgrass the next spring. So, uh, I would just wait and put down your crabgrass, your, your prodiamine, you know, next February, March timeframe. I used nasty prior to overseeding. Now my existing fescue is white tipped. Will the white grow out? Yes, Mandy, it will. Uh, it will definitely grow out. Uh, don't be scared to put the, the waylay to your fescue with um with uh, fertilizer and get that baby growing and cut it out because it'll it'll definitely grow out um tenacity pilex are both bleachers you'll, you'll you'll get some you'll get some bleaching that takes place uh under contract for weed prevention for my bermuda lawn they spray in late may early august but i get a late june push of nut sedge Anything I can do now to prevent it in June of 2018? Greg, no sir, there's nothing you can do now to prevent it in June of 2018. Um, if you've got um, nut sedge that you're dealing with, I would recommend in uh, May, in that late May application, do it a blanket application of Monument. Uh, a blanket application of Monument in late May will likely leave your lawn 100% nut sedge free for the rest of the growing season. So um, that's that's what I would re recommend they do a blanket application of Monument. Monument is my go-to for nut sedge in warm season lawns and there is nothing better on the market. Uh, it is that good. Uh, lawn care property preservation, what are you asking? Do I like what better than dimension? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not a big fan of dimension. I've never had great results from it. So uh, are, if you're asking if I like prodiamine better than dimension, uh, yes, I do. Um, have you ever used Ornamac over the top to control Bermuda and tall fescue? Yes, Jim Willis, I have. Uh, the problem is, is um, one, Ornamec, if it's a little bit warm outside, it's going to cause a fair amount of damage to fescue. Uh, second, there is not really a program for controlling Bermuda and tall fescue. Um, it's you know basically just repeat applications until it's gone. Um, so from a scalability standpoint, it's hard for me to scale that down to other employees, and it's hard for me to sell that as a program because everybody wants to know the cost, and it's hard for me to say, well, I don't know how much it's going to cost because I don't know how many applications I'm going to have to do. And then I would kind of have to rely on the homeowner to be able to tell me when to come out and spray it. And then it becomes a scheduling nightmare. So uh, one, in terms of turf grass injury, it's unacceptable in my opinion. Two, in terms of scalability as a business person, 
um, it's hard for me to be able to pass that instruction down to employees and then it turns into a scheduling nightmare. Um, but does it work? Sure, yeah. Uh, but again, it's also going to be a multi-year program uh, where you're going to have to repeat this for three or four years in order to gain control. The whole reason I like Pilex is that it's simple. You've got three applications done in the fall um, with the third one done at the same day you aerate and oversee. And you repeat this for three to four years and you ultimately get the same result as you would with a product like Ornamec. That's much more scalable. I can sell three applications and understand that on the front end of how that's going to work. So, um, yeah, uh, Flazifop's going to work fine, but um, in, in terms of scalability and from a business perspective, it's not very effective. Um, so, there, I hope that, hope that answers your question. Um, Pete, stop calling the Bermuda grass a weed. It is not a weed. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Have you used Texas green sand as a growth stimulator? I have not, Eli. If you want to send me a label of that, I would love to look at it and I can give you an honest opinion of it. Uh, or if you happen to know what ingredients are in it, um, you can list them right there in the chat and I, I, can, I can tell you exactly what I think of it. Um, I've never specifically heard of Texas green sand, though. Uh, it sounds like sand that's been blended with some sort of organic material to, to, boost, to, to boost it. And chances are a lot of those, those biostimulants, you know, basically what they're going to be a mix of is something that's carbon-based, so like malorganite or biosolids or chicken manure, um, that's going to be a carbon-based fertility fertilizer. Um, and they also usually include something else that will have a growth regulatory effect. So that will prevent the surge growth. Um, so I, if I had to guess, it's something like that. Something with a slight nutrient load, mostly carbon, and then something with a, uh, with a plant hormone to have a regulatory effect. Um, so I... I'd bet money almost that that's, that's what that is. Michael has used Lesco Moisture Manager and had good results. Um, Hydrotain is, is the Lesco Moisture Manager. Um, and it is, that Moisture Manager is great stuff. Um, Dickens Turf over there on Balm Drive off North Shore, Michael, has a product in a granular form um, that... I believe is the same active as Moisture Manager or something very similar as Moisture Manager, but it's in a granular form. Um, so either of those I, I highly recommend. I mean, because that's um, those, those, those are good things. Those are definitely good things you can use, um, especially as you go into like, as you aerate next year, um, I recommend putting that down with it. <laughs> Pete says, what's your recommendation on watering schedule after fescue seeding? I probably already know what you're going to say. Uh, so typically, I recommend doing four times a day. That would be 7 a.m., 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 7 p.m. Uh, until it's two inches tall. And then we're going to shock the crap out of it and drop the overwhelming majority of those waterings. Um, back to maybe three days a week. 
and then after it's cut the second time, then I want to shock it even further and we're going to drop that down to maybe twice a week, maybe only once a week. So yeah, for anybody trying to establish fescue, that is the magic number that I found last year when we were in the middle of the drought at 7 a.m., 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 7 p.m. So I don't know why it works, but it, but it works. Have you tried had success using PGR as part of a POA management program? I haven't, David. I've read a lot about it. And um, is it going to work? Here's the thing. You know, we're not managing uh, fescue or bluegrass at, you know, 250 thousandths of an inch. So is growth regulator going to have the same effect on POA at 250 thousandths of an inch that it would on uh, POA in Kentucky bluegrass that's being maintained at three inches tall. So, you know, I don't know if you're gonna have that same effect. Obviously, if you can manage seed head suppression, which you can do with a PGR, uh, you're gonna have some benefit there. Uh, but in terms of actual getting kill or aggressive suppression, I think it's going to require that super low mowing height that's just not feasible for homeowner applications. Um, you are liking the tenacity, Pete. That's interesting. I'm, I'm tempted to go buy some and play with it. Actually, I do have some. I need to use it. I'm just sitting on it. Um, do you oversee lawns that do not have irrigation systems? If so, what's your approach to get them to water? Would you apply a moisture manager or wetting agent to assist? Uh, Jeremy, actually, that is what I do is uh, for uh, non-irrigated yards. One, I'm very, very upfront with them that it is going to be a grueling process of getting this fescue grown in. But if they can do it like I ask them to, they're going to be so incredibly happy with the results they get. If they don't do it like I ask them to, they may get lucky and get, get good results. They may not get good results and then they'll be unhappy because they spent a lot of money and I'll be unhappy because I put a lot of time into it. And ultimately that's my name on that property. And so I want what's best for it. So it's, uh, it's tough, but you just have to be really um, adamant with them. You know, that you, this is what you expect because this is your name on the property and you need it to look a certain way. Um, and, and yeah, using a moisture manager or some sort of wetting agent with it is going to be that much more beneficial. Um, depending on the size of the yard, sometimes I do, uh, spray those and bid it to spray that. Um, sometimes I don't, it's, it depends on, um, you know, basically how well the customer is able to keep up with the watering. If they tell me, you know, look, there's no way I can do this as an acre and a half of turf. It's not irrigated. You know, what can we do to do it? Thought, well, we'll apply a moisture manager. And, um, and so that just gets built into the cost of aerating and overseeding. Um, going to renovate the rest of my backyard around one acre in Bermuda by seed. Is there anything I need to do this fall to prepare for the renovation? Test your soil and begin doing any um, uh, soil amending that needs to take place. Um, just go ahead, get that out of the way. You know, make sure you got adequate phosphorus in your soil and um, yeah, and so basically that's that's what I would do. Start building your calcium, your your phosphorus, and uh, you know, make sure you're you're in line, you're checked out with everything in your in your soil test. 
Is it too late to put iron on Bermuda this late in the year? Um, probably. Breeze lawn, probably. Is it going to hurt anything? No. Uh, but are you going to get any color response from it? I, I mean, you might if we have you know a few days in the 80s or so. It'll 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 work, but um, it's not going to have that same pop you know like it does in in June. So there we go. Listen to this. Because it was a hydrotane, used it last year in the lady over water. Yard was soupy mess and molded. There you go. Be careful with hydrotane. There's such a thing as too much water. Uh, live on Long Island, New York. What should I do to my perennial ryegrass, Kentucky bluegrass mix the rest of the season? Aerated, uh, dethanched, overseeded so far. Looks great. Milo started with all that. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, IR filter. So, um, you know, I've got a longer growing season down here than you do. So, uh, you know, after I do that, you know, I usually give it six weeks and then I hammer it with fertilizer again. Then I give it another four weeks and then I hammer it with fertilizer again and I do a blanket application of weed control. Um, however, again, you know, I'm maintaining, you know, many acres, you know, hundreds of homes. So, um, what applies to me may not apply to you and your temperatures may dip too low too quickly for you to... Uh, continue to try and push growth or continue to try to uh, even even attempt to spray the weeds um, so you know I, I don't know uh, chances are 6,000 square feet yeah ch chances are you've done what you need to do if, if anything else um, you know maybe to give it a good pop of ammonium sulfate you know here in a in a few weeks something like that and, uh, and then call it good for the year. Um, if you, I don't know how much malorganite you've put down this year, but uh, if you've put a fair amount down, switch it up, throw some synthetic in there and uh, you know, drop, a, drop a bomb on it with the, um, drop a bomb on it with the, um, with the ammonium sulfate. And I think, I think you'll love the color response from it. Do you spray chelated iron from permagreen? No, sir, Robert, I do not spray iron from my permagreen. Uh, iron comes out of solution very easily, and when it does, iron is not forgiving on pumps. So, no, I do not spray iron out of my permagreen. Um, I don't spray any fertility out of my permagreen at all. Uh, I'll spray you know, biostimulants like humic acid and kelp, that RGS product I got, I'll spray that out of the permagreen, but not iron. Um, so Matt, with fescue and clay soil, should I aerate the mess out of it or just till it up? Uh, that's your choice, T guy. So um, yeah, I mean, really, it's 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 your choice. Sometimes I aerate until it looks like I tilled the yard, um, and sometimes we'll use a Harley rake and actually Harley rake, you know, beat the yard into a, a pulp. Um, so, you know, really it's whatever you want to do. I've got the right on aerator, so it's uh, it's pretty easy for me. I don't have to go get a bobcat. Um, you know, the, the hard part is logistically. So, um, you know, we, we've got bobcats, but I would have to have a truck that could pull a trailer that could handle the bobcat. And, you know, most of those are being used by the landscape side. So um, logistically, it doesn't make sense for me to, to, you know, do a whole lot of Harley raking because um, it's just a, a bit of a logistical nightmare. Um, so I do the aerator 
until it looks tilled if I'm dealing with really hard clay. And in fact, in that last video I did that I was talking about um, uh, reading a seed label, uh, that yard that was being aerated there, it was a really, really, really thin fescue yard and the ground was just like, it was funny, I was running the aerator backwards across it and like these big clay chunks were coming up and I just kept aerating and aerating and aerating and aerating until I turned all of that back into, into usable dirt. And um, then it started lightly raining while I was doing all of it and it just, man, it turned out perfect. It turned out perfect. So um, anyway, it can be done with an aerator. It just, it takes a long time. Just be prepared mentally. How's the tall fescue LS renovation going? Uh, it's good. So uh, my yard is sprayed with Roundup. It hasn't even responded to any of the Roundup yet. And uh, it's seeded and it's been aerated. Uh, that's a that's a, a video that's going to be coming up. So right now, still still kind of top secret on what exactly that's doing. There goes Pete with his aerator. Andy Burleson, my man on the West Coast. He's up there. And Andy, are you in Washington or Oregon? Isn't that right? Something like that. You're way out there in the in the in the zone 8A that grows uh, perennial ryegrass or something like that. In Oregon, okay, so how this is another thing. Do you put down seed first, then aerate? Or do you aerate and then put down seed? Does it matter? Um, so it's kind of, a, kind of an interesting thing here. Um, the last two years, I have been putting seed down first, then aerating, and then put down a little bit of seed again after it's been aerated. Um, and the reason why I do this is my, my hopes is to protect the seed. Um, does some get damaged through the course of aerating? Probably. And, it, and it's, it's kind of odd because even if you put down just seed first, then you aerate and grow it in that way, it still comes up in the aeration holes just like it does when you uh, aerate and then seed. So, um, does one work better than the other? I don't think so. Just mentally, I, I have this thing. I do so much of what I do because I just have this mental issue with it. Um, so I put down seed first, then aerate, and then I'll do a really light seeding to, to finish it off. So I hope that answers your question. Um, I think, I think either of them work. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Um, up there in Oregon, Go Ducks. Go Ducks. And man, and y'all got the Beavers too. Two, two fun teams to watch. That's right. The most important thing is seed to soil contact. However you get that seed to soil contact is up to you. Um, but you want um, seed to soil contact. I mean, that's really what it's all about. I just had this wave of sleepiness come over me. Um, I just like the less mess of seeding first. Gotcha. Yeah, because you know when you're out riding your machine around on a yard that's already been aerated to um, to the end of existence, and it all cakes to your tires, and then you're dragging plugs all over the place and, and all that fun stuff. I just got a text message that that said, "How do I comment on the live feed, Miles? I have no idea." Man, I have no idea, dude. I can't even begin to tell you how to do it. Um, maybe somebody watching right now can comment and, and explain how to comment. 
Uh, Miles, you may have to log in from a computer to be able to comment. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how it, how it works on the other end of this. I need to watch more, more YouTube lives. Um, click on live chat, it says. Live chat. All right, Michael says his phone has a live chat arrow. Ah, still hurting after that UT game last night. <laughs> Look at it. There he is. There he is. He's here now. All right. All right. So, um, what's up, Matt Nolan? GIE's coming up. I hope some of y'all are going to the GIE. I will be there. Um, I look forward to, to meeting you, sharing some handshakes and some adult adult beverages. It sounds like a like a good time, good win, always around. Um, and so, what did we cover? We covered pre-emergence for warm season turf. We covered seeding. I will see you there, Pete. I can't wait either. Uh, we got seeding for cool season turf. Um, oh, here's another thing. Uh, what were the, the moisture management amendments? Uh, Hydrotain. Hey, Pete Denny. Uh, Casey Turner here in the chat is in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, he he'd like to he'd like to talk to you and pick your brain. Um, so Casey, I would reach out to Pete directly. Uh, oh, y'all have met. There we go. Um, so Hydrotain and Moisture Manager from Lesco. Those are. Um, those are the two moisture manager products. Best way to level, people say sand is good. Some people say don't sand. Man, our filter, ah, dude, that is a million dollar question. And if anybody had the exact correct answer, they'd be a millionaire. Sand is probably going to be your, your best bet, but whenever you're doing a, wet, a leveling project, um, you will not ever be able to get it done in one try. It is going to take multiple attempts over multiple years in order to get that glass pane level. Um, I, I sand, but I like the crazy looks from the neighbors. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, it just, it takes a really long time because you're going to lose some to erosion and rains and, um, and you'll get some settling that occurs. So just whichever way you choose to go about it, you can go about it however you want. Um, just understand that it's not going to be a one-time deal leveling project. It's gonna take a long time. Um, yeah, so I would just, I'd kind of, I'd mentally prepare and budget for three good sandings and, um, and that'll probably get you to a point where you're happy at least. Um, again, three is probably not going to be perfect at all, but um, it'll give you something that you're you're happy with. You're you're happy with. Fastest way: kill off lawn down to dirt. Use a land plane. They work great. There you go. I have no idea what a land plane is, but uh, use one of them. That'll get you there. That'll get you there. Well, y'all, I'm gonna have to call it early today. Um, got some more errands to, to run with the family. Um, got in a good 43 minutes. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to everybody that's watching. Always, of course, do not hesitate to send me an email if you've got questions. Um, and I will see, hopefully, many of you at the Green Industry Expo that's coming up. 
Uh, you know, we're like 30 days away, something like that. So I'm super excited about that coming up. And uh, so anyway, y'all, thanks again. I appreciate all the all the thanks in the comments. I love doing this. And uh, I hope y'all get something out of this each and every week because I, I really enjoy enjoy doing this. Casey, I don't respond all the time because I get a lot of text messages during the day and I'll read it and then I'll forget to reply uh, later on that afternoon. So I apologize, Casey. If you have an important question, don't hesitate to ask it a second time via text. All right, y'all. Have a good one. I really, really appreciate everything, all the support, all the mails, everything. And it just, it really means the world to me. All right, y'all. Have a good one. Take care.